You are listening to The Manning Show with Ewan Manning. Your number one sports podcast starts now. The Edmonton Oilers take another dub. They make it 13 straight. The Ravens get a pretty easy win for them. The Niners, a tight close, but, you know, Brock Purdy's a fraud. We'll get into that. We got uh, we got Lions getting a, a, a nice dub over the box. A little bit of closer of a game than I thought it was going to be. But the Lions get a win. And then you got the Bills absolutely throwing the game as usual. So we're going to get into that here. First, we're going to get to the Edmonton Oilers. They end up beating the Calgary Flames by a score of 3-1. to one. Obviously, I'm sorry for the people who missed the pod yesterday because I had a bunch of studying because I got a final today at 1 p.m. So I got a big final today at 1 p.m. And we got Oilers end up winning 3-1. to one. McDavid and McDavid and Drysaddle don't even put up a point. Drysaddle, Gagne, McLeod. McLeod, we'll get into him in a second, but depth scoring. It was depth scoring. So you start off with that you start off with that Ryan McLeod goal. It was absolutely disgusting. Great pass from Vinny to Fogel. Puts it behind the D and McLeod puts it in between his legs and then goes. Boom, boom, and shelf. That was disgusting. McLeod just looks like a totally different player right now. I don't know what, what changed in him, but he looks really good. He's generating chances all the time. Then we get into, you know, Mackenzie Weger scores on tip, tip and goal. It was pretty tough for Skinner to save. Skinner had another excellent night with a 9.63 save percentage. He's tied the record. 10 consecutive wins. He ties Grant Fears' all-time record. And the Edmonton Oilers beat the Canadian record of 13 straight wins. They beat, I don't even know, the old Canadians. I don't even know what year it was. But Skinner, another great night with a 9.63 save percentage. He's been excellent in these last games. Gagne gets another goal. You know, they call him Clutch Gagne or uh, Papa Clutch. That's what the... The locker room was calling him. He, I guess, just hit him and went in. That's really all it was. Um, that's so it makes it two one, and then Hyman blocks blocks a shot, zooms down the ice, picks up that puck, beats the D man, and then wraps it in. Great goal for Zach Hyman. He just was a beauty. He worked his butt off to go get goal get that. Goal. Connor Brown gets robbed of a goal. Well, I wouldn't say robbed, but Dan Vladar, he had an amazing, an amazing game. A 9-3-5 save percentage. This game could have been like 6-1. And Dan Vladar made this game a 3-1 game or 2-1 game, realistically. I was very happy. Of, I was very unhappy of how he played, obviously, but... He played very well, and Flames fans should have been happy for him. He was robbing guys of chances. Connor Brown should have got his first. 
he had that whole side of the net to shoot on. But instead, I don't know. He he's he shot it not there. That's all I'm going to say. So, you know, Edmonton Oilers, they got you know, a nice nice little break here. They play tomorrow. I'm recording this on Monday at 9:45. They play the Blue Jackets tomorrow at 7 p.m. I think this is a home game. Stuart Skinner expects to get the start, and then they play Chicago. That's where I expect Pickard to come in and play. I assume he'll be playing. And then to wrap off the break, they play the Predators. So these are very winnable games. Imagine we ended off at a solid who knows what. Like, if you ended off at 16, no, that's unbelievable. Um, that, that 16 straight games, that would be amazing. But yeah, I didn't get the pot out yesterday. I didn't have really much any time at all. Um, but yeah, so we're going to get into my Tim picks for today. We'll, we'll kind of bounce around the Oilers later, maybe after all the, the segments, but we're going to get into our Tim picks here because I'm trying to keep things moving a little bit. Then we'll get into some NFL playoffs. So, okay. So, I'm actually... So, I went on a five streak. Connor Garland did score. And then yesterday, I put in Mitch Marner, Matt Dussain, Tyler Mott. None of them scored. So, I don't get free coffee for a week, guys. Um, so, we're starting off fresh here. Let's see. So, the first game... First pick, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick uh, Brad Marchand, Brad Marchand to score a goal, and my second pick, there's not normally a lot of Boston Bruins on here, uh, let's see, we'll pick Adam Lowry to score on the second one, and the final one is kind of just a prey. Lars Eller. So, Marshan, Lowry, Eller. Those are my picks for today. I'm not very confident in them, but hopefully something happens. We're going to get into our fan questions today. My fan questions. So, we actually got a lot. We built up a lot. So, first thing from Tino. T Tino000. Would you keep Sam Gagne in the lineup? Over Adam Ernie. Yes, not a doubt. That's not even a question. Adam Ernie does not produce like Sam Gagne has produced. I mean, if you look at the stats, I think Adam Ernie's got like three points this season. He's got more than Connor Brown, but Sam Gagne, yes, 100%. Then, actually, we're, we're going to go through the Oilers-related questions first. So, I'm just looking to make sure which one. So here's another one from Kessler, my boy Kessler. He's been sending in a couple questions. Do you see James Hamblin coming back to the lineup after the All-Star break? I don't expect it. No, Kessler, I, I don't. Um, you know, they, they got Corey Perry, which we will get into in a second because there's one of the fan questions about that. Do I see him coming back up? Uh, no, because Holloway's back. And we have, I mean, unless there's an injury and we just got Corey Perry, if there's an injury, that's when I see him come up. But right now, I mean, I'm happy if he comes up. 
because he did not do anything wrong. He produced well on that fourth line, and I'm I'm going to say no for right now after the All-Star break. We're going to get into Corey Perry. So the Edmonton Oilers do sign Corey Perry. And for all the people that are saying, hey, he's got all these problems, the Oilers signed Zach Cassian, who had a bunch of problems. Evander Kane had a bunch of problems, okay? And how do those both work out for the Edmonton Oilers? They worked out very well. And they get him at league minimum, right? They get him at league league minimum here with some bonuses, some performance bonuses. But they get him at league minimum. And he he's producing. He's got the playoff experience that we're talking about. He's going to help that line, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe bring a little bit of a rat kind of thing into it. But I think this is perfect for the Edmonton Oilers. They bring in... You know, that third-line guy, it's going to be huge for the Edmonton Oilers, obviously. I hope his issues are done. But big, big signing. The Oilers, I'm I'm happy that they got him. So the Edmonton Oilers, that's my opinion on it. Avery, thanks for the question. I got, okay, so I got some unrelated, some, so is Caleb Williams a bust or not? From Zach Cage, from what I've seen, Zach, he looks really good. I watched a couple games at USC. He throws dots. He throws dots. So I don't think he's going to be a bust, but you never know with the quarterback. It's kind of just a flip of the flip of the coin. From uh, who I'm just checking here because I have to scroll through. From Mario, my boy Mario. After the Dodgers' record-breaking break, offseason, does a salary cap become mandatory to prevent this from happening again? Do you think the Dodgers did is good for baseball? Here, this is what I'm going to say. The Dodgers, the way they spent this offseason is not good for baseball. It's good for the city of L.A., but it's not good for baseball. And I really disagree about what they did. There's guys like Shohei Otani that could have came could have come to Canada. Could have went somewhere else like Seattle. I know they weren't in the running, but these are some of these guys could have went other places that could have been a benefit for other teams, and it's just because of money. Just because they had the money, and I hate that about baseball. Money, if you got a ton of money, your team's normally going to be good. Obviously, last year, the Mets and the Padres weren't great, but the Dodgers are going to be insane. And I don't think it's good for baseball that they can spend this much money. I mean, I doubt there's going to be a salary cap added, but hey, I would be all for it if there was one. So thanks for the question, Mario. I'm just making sure that we got all of them. Oh, yeah, Dallas said Ravens game. Um, look, that, that'll help us transition here. So we'll start, we'll start with all the NFL games. We'll start with the Ravens game. Actually, do we start with the Ravens game? No, we start with... Yeah, we'll start with the Ravens game. Okay. They end up winning 34-10 to against the Texans. I mean, Baltimore outplayed them on all all sides of the field. Lamar looked, looked really solid. CJ just had a really rough go. Um, he, he was getting a lot of pressure on him. A lot of pressure. They could not get the offense down the field. I mean, their one touchdown was a punt return touchdown. So, their offense put up a total of zero touchdowns. The Ravens' D was amazing. 
I mean, Stroud still threw zero interceptions, which is unbelievable. But like, here's an example: four for thirteen, four for twelve on fourth down. The Ravens D just dominated them, and the Ravens offense did enough to to win the game. Obviously, with the win of thirty-four to ten, the Ravens next week play the play the Chiefs. Unfortunately, so we will get into that in a second. Now the Niners Packers game. I really want to influence this because I hate Brock Purdy. I hate him. He sucks. He's a system QB. I know he won. I know, I know, I know he won. But if you look at that last drive, he was awful all night. He was awful. He went 23 for 39, right? I, You know, he was not good. That last drive, it was the easiest drive I've ever seen. There was only, I think, the one good throw to Ayuk that he made. And other than that, they just gave it to CMC and threw little slants. He did not do anything. He was off all night, and he's just lucky that McCaffrey had 128 yards and two touchdowns. That's everything he needed to know. Jordan Love, I mean, they put up a fight, but as the game went on, it just kind of, they kind of fell, you know. They were not themselves. The D played, I mean, the D didn't play terrible in the second half, and the D played pretty good in the first half. So Green Bay does choke it. You can't really blame the game on the kick. I mean, if you go get if you go get the touchdown, you don't have to kick it. But I guess clutch kicking would be huge, especially seeing that guy. Obviously, Matt first saying he just prays every time he kicks. I feel bad for the guy, but Brock. I mean, Brock Purdy did not win this game. The system won the game, and that's all I'm going to say about that. So then Sunday we get. The Lions and the Bucks. Lions the pretty easy win. I mean, the D was struggling to stop the Bucks, and you know Mike Evans had eight receptions, 147 yards, and a touchdown for him. But they couldn't stop the run game. Uh, Jameer Gibbs was really solid. I mean, I know David Montgomery had a decently solid night, 4.7 yards per carry. Jameer Gibbs was going crazy. He had 8.2 yards per carry, so he had a really good night. Goff was good, too. Um, I really do think two system quarterbacks in Lions and, and 49ers. We're going to see which system wins, right? Um, but, yeah, we'll get into that in a second. And then we had the the, the Chiefs and Bills game. The Chiefs, you can't, you can't blame. You can't blame the game on Tyler Bass. I know that he missed the field goal, but Tyler Bass was not the reason why they lost that game. They had that chance to step on. They could have caught that ball. They had their chance to in the end zone to Shakir. That could have been a touchdown. They needed that. They needed that first down, and I would not blame that on him. It's rough that he missed it, but... When you're down, you gotta go get, gotta go drive, especially against the Chiefs. Even if they scored a touchdown, I don't think they would have won that game. Mahomes was gonna go drive down the field, anyways. The Bills just really struggled. I mean, they were missing guys left and right. So everyone thought this was the year they're gonna do it. Changes have gotta come next year. I mean, the coaching was not great either for for the Bills. Obviously, doing that fake punt with Demar Hamlin, changes gotta come. Maybe you gotta add some more guys on the D side of the ball. We'll see what ends up happening. Obviously, I think Gabe Davis is a free agent. So we'll see what ends up happening with the Bills. The Chiefs, Mahomes was excellent. 
everyone who was saying, hey, he's not good. Kelsey with two touchdowns and 75 yards, he was great. Pacheco was great too. But all the receivers were really good. And they just had a good enough night. Obviously, Harrison Butker has been a beast this year. Two for two from field goals and three for three in extra points. They only punted the ball once, and that's all you need to know about the Chiefs game yesterday. So, upcoming on Sunday, Chiefs and Ravens at 1 p.m., and then the Lions and Niners at 4.30. I don't know why the Chiefs and Ravens aren't 4.30 game, but I guess it's the way it goes. My prediction for that game, I predict the Ravens to beat the Chiefs. I really like the Ravens' D. And I know the Chiefs' D played very well against the Bills, but I really like the Ravens' the Ravens D right now. And Lamar Jackson's been a beast. So that's who I'm going with. I'm going with the Ravens by a hefty score. Then we have Lions, Niners. It's not even close. I'm taking the Niners. They're, they're just better. If the Lions win, I'll be happy. I'm cheering for the Lions. I know Jared Goff was played for the Rams at one point, but I'm cheering for the Lions. I, I, I just like the Niners. So we'll see what ends up happening in that game. Um... Sam Laporta, no, not Sam Laporta, but Zach Ertz did get signed to the Lions this morning, so big deal. I mean, big, just adding some tight end depth, I guess, there. Um, but yeah, so we're going to get in, we're going to have a break, and then we'll get into the news. We'll be right back. The news yesterday at this time, they announced that Corey Perry was signed, signing, and the Oilers on their Instagram account confirmed that there was a signing. So he does sign one year, 775K with performance bonuses. So Corey Perry just come to the Edmonton Oilers. You know, we'll see how this ends up playing out. We'll see, but I think it's going to go well. Dylan Dube, after the game, granted indefinite leave of absence to attend his mental health so we'll prayers up for him hopefully he gets better um so then there was another report before the game this wasn't too far before the game but michael underscore tafoya thinks that travis kelsey will retire this offseason with his brother so that's interesting we'll see what ends up happening there i mean that's interesting news this is the first time the Lions have won two NFL playoff games in six, six years. The Eagles fire their defensive coordinator, Sean Desai. So he's gone. There's some coaching changes in the Eagles. Um, and then obviously the Corey Perry signing. So that was kind of the recent news for today. And uh, we're going to get into our score update. So in the NHL yesterday, the Leafs beat the Kraken three to one. The Rangers beat the Ducks five to two. Islanders end up winning three to two in overtime. The winner with that one was Bor Horvat. What am I saying? Red Wings beat the Lightning two to one. Wild win five to two over the Canes. Another terrible goaltending. Anthony Ranta eight two save percentage. What a beast! And then the Sens win five to three over the 
Buyers. Today, we got some NHL action. The Jets and the Bruins at 5. Knights and the Devils at 5. Panthers and the Preds at 6. Penguins and the Coyotes at 7. Hawks and the Canucks, so best and worst in the Pacific, in, in the Western at 8. And the Sharks and the Kings at 8. I'm taking the Sharks in that game 100%. The Kings, they've been poopy, to say the least. I mean, they didn't end up beating the Rangers, though. So, <laughs> they have still not been very good at all. Not been very good. So, let's look at our NHL standings update before we get into the other leagues. The Oilers are only six points back of the Vegas Golden Knights. The Kings are one point back of the Oilers, but the Oilers obviously got games at hand, and the Flames are now, they are seven points back of the Edmonton Oilers. So that's kind of your standings update for that. Then we got some NBA action. We got the Bucks and the Pistons at five. That's a stinker game. The Cavs and the Magic at five. Spurs and the 76ers at 5. Grizzlies and the Raptors at 5. 30. Hornets and the T-Wolves at 6. Celtics and the Mavs at 6.30. Bulls and the Suns at 7. And the Hawks and the Kings at 8 o'clock mountain time. Then the NFL action this weekend. Chiefs and Ravens at 1. And Lions and 49ers at 4.30. The the 49ers do host that game, and so do the Ravens. So the both number one seeds against three seeds are playing each other this weekend. So we're going to get into a little bit more Oilers here as we approach the break, and then we're going to sign off and say we'll call it a day because I don't think I missed anything else. But the Edmonton Oilers have played very well. Now, I was listening to a show last night, and they were saying, they're one injury away from falling off. And I disagree. I totally disagree. The Oilers are going to be in the playoffs from what from what everything looks like right now. But if they lose a McDavid for a month, what does the team look like? I think the, word, the, the way they're playing right now looks very well. P.K. Subban made a comment about how McDavid's carrying them. McDavid has not been carrying they have locked it down defensively. You are not giving them the credit that they deserve. They have played so well defensively, so much better. The Oilers, without McDavid, I mean, hey, they're still a very, 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 very good team. And I disagree with P.K. Subban and what he said. I think that's he's got to think about what he said because that is not very smart in any way. But the Oilers looking to make it... 14 against the Columbus Blue Jackets on Tuesday. Columbus Blue Jackets, obviously, not not very good at all, but we'll see what ends up happening there. Bouchard doesn't get a point last night either. I'm just looking at it right now, or two nights ago now. But the Oilers getting a solid, solid hefty break. So all-star break is coming up. Zach Hyman didn't get voted in. People are mad about that. I mean... I'm sure he's not because he can go vacation, but obviously McDavid is one of the captains for for the game. He He's the reason why they're doing it this year. He gave them the recommendation. Other than that, there's not much else going on. I think we're going to leave it at that. Um, we'll, we'll get into more of an NFL review tomorrow, but other than that, enjoy the, the NHL NBA games today, and we'll be back 
tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Manning Show. You can follow us on Twitter at the underscore Manning Show. And you can follow me on Instagram Twitter at UNManning97. Thanks for listening. We will be back tomorrow. Have a good day.